Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Okay. At the end, which are just totally randoms for hilarity and more information about Matthew McWilliams. I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love hilarity? Hi. <laughs> Fair so enough. Pressure, okay. really, really funny, all right? okay. I'll <laughs> save all my funny stuff for Thingamabobs. Amazing. How about that? Amazing. Okay. Well, we are already recording because I'm a bit on the cash side. That's I don't like fine. to do the formal introduction. Although I will say, I'm in the actually beautiful home. We, we tidied especially. Oh, did you? Thanks. Yeah. Of Nicky. Thank you, Welcome. Thanks so much for doing this. Well, thank you for coming. I mean, nice I'm actually, you. like, you've been on the telly, like, oh for a famous person. Yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have, no. Yes, I have been on Although the telly. Although I was already following you before that. I was already stalking you. You were, like, an original. Oh, I before, before the TV yeah. stardom. Lots of questions, <laughs> millions of things to ask you. But I guess we go, maybe we go in chronological order. I don't know. We'll start I mean, at the beginning. sounds sensible. So, uh, art as a, a wee person. As a wee person? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like that is, is that a thing? I thought when you said chronological, you're going to be like, when you started your business. But no, no we're going no, right we're back. Going right okay, back. If, okay. If you're happy oh, to. Oh, amazing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, cool. Good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've always wanted to make stuff. Like, mm. always. Do you remember those um, Placer of Paris shell art things? Yes. Like, that is one of my earliest memories of making those things with my mum, like the Coca-Cola bottle, uh-huh. and then you'd mix up the plaster and stick it on, yes. and then I'd be like, maybe somebody would want to buy this. <laughs> maybe I could sell this to one of my neighbours. And, um, yeah, I feel like that is, like, my earliest memory of making anything at all. Uh-huh. My mum and dad... Well, they both worked for the civil service in London when we lived down there. Um, And then they moved up to Scotland when I was like four or five and they started their own children's wear business. Um, It was called Scooters. I feel like there's an article in a paper somewhere. I've got a clipping of it. Um, And they made like baby dungarees, baby like wee booties and all of that. Where does that come from? Like, Why did they say that? Well, my mum, she is Greek Cypriot. And when her family moved to London, they like basically just made stuff to sell at markets. So she was sewing stuff from when she was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So she it's always knew. The done, the done thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and all of her clothes. brothers and sisters, like, I'm pretty sure it's the equivalent of what a sweatshop would have looked like now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, they would sell things for like to take down to Camden Market. Mm-hmm. And like, so she knew how to make all of that stuff from when she was little. Um, so Such they were a like gift in it just to be able to. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at you going, you can yeah. just make stuff. Like, I'm, you yeah. Just, uh, I mean, it's such a, a gift just to be. It's like, mad. Maybe they're it? probably just taking that for granted because that's just what everybody in the family's doing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So it was like a skill that they just like pass around to each other. N- none of the rest of them in my mum's family really carried that on. Like mm-hmm. they all, they all made things in different ways. Like got an uncle that's really great with woodworking, but um, yeah, they decided to start up this kids wear business um, after me and my brother were born. So mum didn't need to go back to work. Work. So um, yeah, they that was always there when I was young Mm -hmm. and I always wanted to help with it um yeah it was like I suppose 
the example of you can make things as a business was always there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I remember once they let me like design a little outfit and my mum like did the pattern for it and then they oh, started selling man. it. That's yeah, so cool. it was cool. It was yeah. nice to be involved with it. I like, I feel like they gave me as a child probably quite a lot of like trust in, mm. um, in the things that I was allowed to do for the business. It's Love like that. mental. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was great fun. And they, they kind of stopped doing that when we got a little bit older because all of the manufacturing went overseas and oh, yeah. like things were getting made in China and India for pennies mm. and they really couldn't compete with that anymore. Yeah. So they sort of tied that up and went back to office jobs. And then obviously I'm still going through school and art yeah. school was sort of on the horizon. Right, okay, so was the school kind of encouraging your creativity oh, and your art? Yeah, like I was a, a drawer and a painter and right. like I made things as well yeah. um, because I knew how to do stuff with fabric from like my mum's teachings. Mm. Art was my thing at school. I was like, me and there was like, there was like two or three of us who were like really, really into okay, it. Yeah. Yeah, got like encouraged all through school because it's nice to be encouraged at things that you're good at. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> and I was not yeah. a sporty person. <laughs> like, I wasn't a maths person. Mm. I mean, liked English and some other bits and pieces, but art was like the thing. Yeah, it's cool if you can find your yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah totally. Age, really yeah. Is. And like, I feel like if I could have gone back and done like all of the art subjects, uh-huh. all of the craft and design and the graphic drawing mm. and everything like that, it would have been great. But yeah. it's just the way the school system was back then I suppose it's like you had to do a science you had to do Definitely, whatever yeah, yeah. and I, like there's a value in it and I still use that mm. stuff now but and were, but, you, uh, were you confident in your ability to be thinking I, I'm gonna take this for I'm gonna go to art school was yeah that, it was like chat? it was always the it was always on the plan that right. I was gonna go to art school mm. but the plan was Nikki's gonna go to Glasgow School of Art because like my dad's from Glasgow, he knows Glasgow really well, mm-hmm. and everyone knows Glasgow School of Art. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like the art school. Um, but when it came to go and look at all the art schools and visit visit them, we did Aberdeen, Dundee, Edinburgh, and Glasgow. Like something about Dundee just really clicked. Mm-hmm. It felt like like familiar and friendly, and I felt like I had to go with my gut with that one yeah, so we're gonna spend quite a while there so yeah four like years yeah. four years and like i love glasgow as a place like we're there all the time now mm. and i knew that i could always go there for visiting and yeah, stuff yeah, we've got loads uh, of family there also mm. uh, but yeah ended up at dundee wow so did you move there to study yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. i moved there and then like moved into student halls and then started the general course at Dundee, which was really great because uh-huh. they like let you try everything. Do you know what I mean? It's like a free for all. Yeah, and it's like you can just go in and make something and play with the materials, and you've got access to all of this, like these facilities that you never had at uh-huh. school. School, yeah. which is amazing. I just a whole other realm, yeah, I guess. It's great. You're able to do. Yeah, the freedom is really cool, mm. but I think the freedom also gave me the fear a wee bit. Like, oh. yeah you get to the end of general course you've done like all of your little tasters of everything mm-hmm. and then you have to pick and right. I was like right I'm gonna yeah, pick it's like picking your options at school you're like yeah. what do I want to do for the rest of my life exactly ah. this is the thing it's like this is potentially my forever and like when that that question is in front of you it's pretty scary right so 100%. I was just like right I'm gonna do fine art because that's what I've always done and then at the last minute I swung round and I was just 
a, there was a subject called time-based art, which right. it was a new like concept at the time. So it was things like photography, video, filmmaking, ah. uh, sound-based art. Oh, Basically, wow. the idea was your canvas was time. So like, the, yeah, it's like... <laughs> It was like a cool. I wanted to do photography basically, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. this was the only subject that I could get proper like access to the dark rooms and that. So I decided to do that, and then I just hated it. Oh, right. Like, oh, yeah, dear. I hated it. I felt like I wasn't getting enough access to tactile mediums, and. I mean, I loved photography, but I wanted to keep making things with my hands as well. Yeah, that's so, just what you knew best. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like I was, I kept wanting to go back to doing things with fabric and drawing and it, there just wasn't really any room for that within that part mm-hmm. of the course. Okay. So I left art school yeah, at right. that point. Right. I was just like, nah, I can't do it me. anymore. Yeah, I remember just like being in the office with the tutors and just being like near tears because I was just like, what am I doing? I'm like, this I've worked. Not, this has been the plan. Yeah, this has been the plan and now I'm leaving. So I left for a year and then um, I went and got a job abroad with uh, Thomas Cook. Did you know? Yeah. I somehow managed to get a job as a kids rep. Yes. So like running kids clubs and stuff, which was great because I was like, yeah, I know how to do activities. Like, yes, absolutely. So I did that for like a year and it was great because mm. I love the sunshine. Who doesn't love sunshine? Right. And it's a, it was like a total, it was a total change from what I'd been doing. Yeah. It was something completely different and I think that's what I needed well, at the time. quite a traumatic experience, obviously, having to yeah. and that whole thing happening, I guess, probably yeah. just take yourself right out of the mix. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to do something totally different. Great. I'm not going to think about art for a year. Because, like, when you think about it, like, a lot of folk who go straight to uni, you've been in education, like, your whole life without Non-stop. a break. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was just too much for me, so I left for a year and then I reapplied to go back to fine art, right. but to do a third year, so I didn't have to repeat. Mm-hmm. And luckily, they were happy for me to do that. So I went back and did third and fourth year fine art and ended up just using fabric and like doing all the stuff that I think I probably wanted to do at the start, but yeah. I didn't like have the confidence to say this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, just be presented um, with the, the option. It's like, oh, right, okay, wait a minute here, I don't know what to pick. And yeah, then you just yeah. Went with your gut at the time. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, you know, and it's like you found your way back. Yeah. It's just talk about time. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. The, you know I mean? the like, art was me you know. choosing over time. It was the wrong you subject. Need time. You need time to Yeah, think. that's totally what it was. I never yeah. even thought about it like that. I think when you, like, when you go from, like, a small number of people who are creative into, like, this massive pool of people who are all amazing, it is intimidating yeah, probably just the comparison yeah you're just like that. what am I doing compared yeah. to all of these people these people are amazing like am I meant to be here mm-hmm. am, am I good enough and yeah I think I think I really got the fear in the first two years yeah. of art school because you come out of school and everybody's like seeing how good you are yeah and, you know you're the best in the school or whatever you know and then you've got this big bad world and you're like oh there's other people that are really good yeah <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm not the best in my class but that's anymore. not what it's and that, we all know that that's not what it's about but when you're young and impressionable yeah. and that's you're what you think you're like I want to be yeah yeah totally mm. but um, I I think it was definitely a good experience for me because it taught me like that I need to just do what I want to do don't worry about what everyone else is doing because everyone's got their own path yeah. when I got back I was like this is what I'm meant to be doing started enjoying like putting on exhibitions, actually showing my work. Because that was the best bit of art school, I think, was actually showing things at the end and like seeing people's reactions and things. Of course, aye. Um, But yeah, 
Yeah, totally. I Who made this. That? What do you think? Aye. I loved it in the end, I think. So that point where you're like, okay, this is now my thing. This is, I'm on the pathway that I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, this marriage of creativity and then entrepreneurship, was that on the cards where you're like, this is going, I'm going to do this for a living. I'm going to be Do you know, see, see, at that point, I didn't no. think that at all. I was just like, right. I'm an artist Great. and I don't really know how I'm going to make money from mm. this. Because, like, at, at the point where we were at art school, there wasn't really much of that in the course. It was all like, this is, you could do a gallery job or a curatorial job or that sort of thing. There wasn't really any sort of business mm. I've guidance. I've heard that a few times of various podcast yeah. guests that went to art school. It was like, you were yeah. flung out the back. It's big, big definitely world. changed now. Uh-huh. It's definitely yeah. changed because... Like they can do like a business plan as a dissertation or something like that, which is really yes, useful. Of course. And at the time we were just like, it's a sort of written analysis of whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, essays are useful in some cases, but things like business skills, I think, would yeah. have been amazing. I mean, that's what amazing. I keep saying at school. Like, yeah, yeah, know, totally. See if they taught me how to do a tax return. Yeah. Then I wouldn't I mean, even at art school. <laughs> <laughs> still doing the tax return for me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like actual life, life skills. skills. Yes. Or like being an artist, life skills, I think, mm. would have been, it might have put me onto that path or like maybe made me think about art as a business maybe earlier. Okay. But then maybe it was good just to have the time not to be thinking about yeah, this as a product. On the art. Yeah, the making and experimenting. And like I remember when I went to do my degree show, I was talking to like my main tutor, Gary Fisher. He was excellent actually. And he was, I was saying, well, how do I price my work? Like, mm. I've no idea what price I put on this. I've spent, like, weeks making these things. How do you even price something mm. for that? And he was like, well, you know, th- think about it. Like, is this a gallery or is, it, or is it a shop? And I was just like, I kind of want it to be a shop. <laughs> but I think it, in, in that setting, it was a gallery. So yeah, okay. at that point in time, I was still, like, I was still in this gallery mindset. Right. Um, but who doesn't want a wee shop? I mean, who I mean, doesn't like... I spent like... my whole childhood playing shops. Yeah, put yeah. Put tins out the cupboard. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of that as well. Yeah. Like, I used to, like, set up little shops outside of our front um, garden right. and, like, ex- like, sell single monster munch and all that. That's <laughs> two pence or one monster munch. Or you can get uh, eight for ten pence or something yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Quite a good deal, eh? Yeah, I'm um, that. We used to try and sell, remember, rose pe- petal water? Oh, yeah, yeah, perfume. And, and I remember it was like a Vosine. Remember that shampoo mm-hmm. Vosine bottle? Yeah. We used to make it in that. The, the neighbours <laughs> were like, no, thanks, not today, maybe tomorrow. So what was like the light bulb moment for you then afterwards? Like You're like, yes, I am an artist. Yeah. And I would like to make money doing yeah. this. I'd like to have a... Well, at that point, I was working in retail. Mm. I was a manager. Well, I ended up being a manager at Primark. I was doing like an assistant's job and then I was a supervisor and then I got offered a manager's job and I could have stayed there. But I was still like trying to do this wee side hustle thing. I knew that like the retail thing, I could do it. And there was some outlets for my creativity. Every now and then I got to dress a mannequin. Yeah. That was like the height of it. My sister I was just like, Mark, oh my God. So I know the, the joy of that. So she got to do that. It was like, no, I knew about it. Oh my God, yeah. You get a break from folding t-shirts to dress yes. a mannequin and it's like the most exciting thing ever. Absolutely. I know where um, I come from. <laughs> but I knew, I knew that like I wasn't going to get enough from that. And I'd worked all my life. Aye. Um, to do something creative and I didn't ah. want to just sack that off. Yeah, with a job that I just 
fell into as a part-time job like that yeah. wasn't meant to be anything yeah. so I did like that job and I learned a lot from mm. it like but yeah I feel like the the moment for me when I knew that the creative thing I was doing could be a business was when I started screen printing I'd always wanted to do it at art school this mm. is one of the things that I had on my list and I never ever did was learn how to screen print so obviously I was doing time-based art in second year and second year is when you learn all your skills at art school you do all the different workshops okay and I missed that doing fine art so I went back and I learned how to screen print at the DCA yeah. which is an amazing resource mm. like if you're I think there's print workshops in Edinburgh and there's a couple in Glasgow as well but DCA you just like pay a like a membership fee and then you go in and you can just use the print beds after you've done your wee bit of training and just like you've got free reign of the place basically cool. it's amazing yeah yeah it's really great so I just went in and I was like experimenting with some bits and pieces that like you've taken photos and stuff and you can print mm. from them and around about that time I'd done an exhibition at Govan Hill Baths it was so cool have you ever been inside the building I haven't I desperately it's amazing. need to go. it is so great it, I think that parts of it have been changed now so there's usable spaces okay yeah because yeah, I've seen images like people holding events and yeah, stuff and like, they have stuff in the swimming pool which is amazing we went is. to like a restaurant there once and it was oh, yeah so great it's an amazing space and um, it, it was a doors open thing and um, I had made this little installation based around like nostalgia and like people's memories of going to the baths as kids and um, it was like I'm super into nostalgia and old stories old stories like my favourite it's it's so entertaining listening to like people's memories of things that were nice for them yes yeah this is so funny because this feels like the same conversation that I had with the photographer Simon Murphy oh really who does a project called Govan Hill where he does a magazine and he photographs the people of Govan Hill oh wow and it's all about their stories yeah, like and about people's the stories of, are like taking pictures of like street signs and yeah. shop signs because it's like the things that are the norm now mm-hmm. in years to come of like mind when yeah yeah see yeah. when we talk about like Fredo's being twenty five pence now and we're like mind when Fredo's were ten pence <laughs> yeah <laughs> inflation and baby I, that's like, it <laughs> I had like, were way bigger yeah when I was uh-huh. wee. and you're like but was it just because I was wee and they seemed bigger mm-hmm. so all these things like. Think you know, we don't connect with it at the moment, but in yeah. the future we're like yeah, oh, they're mind. like signposts of a time, yes. a place in time, aren't they? And it's maybe that maybe that goes back to my time based art training. Oh. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe it did mean something. Maybe it wasn't a waste of yes, time. Yes, it did. Yeah, uh, yeah, Absolutely. I think you're right. I think you're so, right. So yeah, you just gravitated towards like you just had a, a fascination for nostalgia. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and like completely randomly at that exhibition weekend while I was doing my little event there was a kids activity table and they had a badge press for making mm. pin badges mm. um, and everyone who's doing the exhibition got um, provided with a pervy lunch it's like an oldie yes word. you heard pervy Perfect. lunch yeah pervy lunch people get given like a wee lunch to take away on a trip or whatever and it was like a sandwich a bag of crisps obviously a bottle of iron brew yes. and a caramel wafer and i used my caramel wafer foil to in the badge machine to make a badge and oh, i wore man. it and people were like, that's amazing. Where did you get that badge? I love a caramel wafer. And I was like, oh, I just made it on the thing. And then um, I had a meeting with a lady at the Goma yes. for some of the things that I'd made at the exhibition for another project. 
And again, while I was at the meeting, showing her the other thing, she was like, oh, but that badge is amazing. We could definitely sell those badges. And that is how the Tunics thing started. It's mental. That is mental. And I love how that was a a happy accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went coming from like a, what will sell? Mm. Yeah, you just exactly. made something because yeah. you were just drawn to it yeah. and the whole nostalgia thing around Tunics alone totally like I mean, everyone have stories 15 minutes away from the Tunics factory oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you really smell it from your house <laughs> Get that roasted coconut vibe like every Wednesday or whatever it it's is. It's these brands that just, yeah. you know, when people go abroad to live and whatever and people are sending them over stuff, it's these mm. kind of brands, Iron Brew, you know, tonics. Yeah, everyone has happy memories around biscuits. Yeah, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> so then moving yeah. forward, were you like, oh, wait a minute, I think there's something in this or were you just yeah. giving well, things a go? Well, I think it was when, when the folk at the Goma asked mm. to order them and I was like, don't maybe like ask for like... 10 or something like that and they wanted hundreds wow. and I was like right okay I'm, I'm gonna have to get in touch with Tonics so then I started talking with them about these things and and yeah. would it be okay if I did uh-huh. this and yeah, they were really that. supportive nice one because they're, they're just a lovely family run by the way business. they are because I've done an event before and yeah. they kindly like supplied biscuits and stuff for they're it they're so they're nice they yeah. absolutely are I think for them it was exciting because they were like this is something that we'd obviously never thought about doing and they're going to be in this iconic Glasgow museum as like yeah. almost like a wee piece of art that folk can yeah. buy so um yeah the badges were where it started and now you're like coined the biscuit oh, how did that happen <laughs> to be fair you have presented a lovely plate of biscuits today I mean I was we very impressed that you had four options. varieties I mean I mean this isn't even all of the biscuits we've got on the cupboard geez, right oh now. I mean if you'd came through mm-hmm. the to do the podcast there you would have had one biscuit <laughs> I probably I probably would have bought some some <laughs> yeah, always like a ton like, of them. <laughs> no, I love them. They're great. They're, they're brilliant. Uh-huh. So then, were you then just thinking of how else you can then develop this and build on this? So the thing after that, like I didn't, the badges were something that I did for months and months and months mm. and didn't even think about anything else. And I was just like, yeah, this is a cool thing that's happening right now and I don't really see it going anywhere. Mm. And that's when I um, went back to the screen printing stuff. Okay, yeah. And I had this. I had a bit of the foil and uh, I made a separation of it to print with and I just tried printing a piece of the wrapper on fabric because we'd just moved into this new flat and it was grim and I was like maybe we can make some cushions out of this and Michael was like oh yeah like a round shaped cushion like that would be cool. I made them and just thinking they were just again just for me this is a, a repeating theme. <laughs> I just make things that I want. I just make things that I like. And if people like them, then it's I feel like it's a bit of a fluke. Yeah, so I made the cushions, posted a picture of them on Twitter because there was no Insta. Well, I think there maybe was Instagram, but I didn't use it. Mm. It was back in the day when you had to text an image to Twitter. Do you remember that? <laughs> That's bananas, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> another nostalgic moment, but for Mind social media, <laughs> um, you had to text. It was like TwitPic phone number. Oh, I, I was obviously no there. <laughs> <laughs> I was obviously and not I on board And I text yet. my wee photo from like probably my crap Nokia smartphone <laughs> to Twitter and said, oh, I've made these. Like, what do you think? And then people were like, can I buy them? Oh. And again, I was just like, what? <laughs> like how do you print some more cushions and yeah it was just yeah another a similar kind of moment to the badges like a little while later after I'd 
done lots and lots of print runs and things mm. had started to settle down a little bit I was like maybe I could do other biscuits mm. maybe because I'd, I'd also done biscuit stuff for my degree I mean you? yeah I'll need to find pictures of it ah. um, and I remember the tutor at the time he was like looking at my custard cream and thinking oh there's something in that but I don't quite know what there is and at the time I didn't either mm. but yeah it all sort of yeah, came who doesn't like custard cream um, well <laughs> there are people who do not I'm, like custard cream I've got a custard cream cushion yeah you've got one of the super size ones oh, there behind you totally yeah. it's okay. amazing yeah so then other opportunities that then arise you know your social media is blowing up you yeah. know and you've got the, the social media thing was amazing yeah uh-huh. like i wouldn't I mean, have been able to really start without that help. i mean for all that we can say all the bad things about social media yeah so were you then beginning to be more open to other opportunities i mean i'm i'm thinking like i've seen you in the telly i mean that's fast forward like nine years or something wow, like right, that okay. but i mean yeah so when i started doing this we're coming up i'm having my 10 year business birthday this year it's crazy, right? Um, but I feel it's, it was before that. Uh, the birthday is the Tunnock's Tea Cake Cushion birthday because I feel like that yes, is the moment the for me when things theme. started to yeah. become like mm. a real business idea. I think it was Twitter that brought me my first trade show. A journalist who like ran, she created this new designer section at a big trade show called Top Drawer in London. It still okay. runs. It's run for years. Mm. I'd never heard of it. I'd never even thought about wholesaling anything to yeah. anybody really. I was just selling things through like my Etsy store, Folksy back then as well. Mm-hmm. And I had a big cartel shop, which I don't have anymore, but it was great to start off with. Yeah. And this journalist got in touch saying, oh, I'm doing this um, new designers event at Top Drawer. It's all subsidised, you know, it's, it's way, way cheaper than you would usually pay for a trade show stand in London. Because I didn't have the money for that. You know, I, I didn't take out any loans to start my business. Like everything was out of my own pocket and it was just, yeah, I didn't have the money to do yeah. like a big event yeah, or anything yeah. like that. But this was something that was like, if I could get myself to London, it was like cheap as chips, basically, to do this event. And I just went along. I had all my cushions in an Ikea bag. Yes. And I I just had no expectations whatsoever. I didn't know what the space was going to look like. I got there. I, like, put all this stuff up. My pal, Lauren, who was working as an illustrator in London at the time, she's still there. She came along and, like, helped me set up and... It needs something. What do we need? And like, we pulled a box out of a skip at the back of the place to make a display for the badges. And then we like hired an old school chair from a vintage shop. I didn't want to buy the school chair, obviously, because what am I going to take a school chair up the road on the sleeper train? Um, so, mine, I'm exactly, it was an expensive chair. It was a nice chair. So we like hired this chair for like four pound a day or something like that from this vintage shop. I think they thought we were mad. Can we can we borrow a chair from you? Um, and then put a cushion on the chair and like made this little display. And it actually looked really great. Yeah. It, it turned out You're better than. Like, that sounds amazing. It turned out better than I was expecting, and um, I, I suppose that could go for like the whole trade show like I had no idea what was going to come of that trade Mm -hmm. show at the end of it like I had hundreds of orders like I remember somebody came round from um, Fortnum and Mason my dad came down with me and I was like this woman's just giving me her card what what's Fortnum and Mason and he's like Nikki (laughs) it is like the fanciest shop in London because I've never obviously never been and I was like oh right okay and then uh, we shipped an order to them Goodness. and Selfridges, Paper Chase, like 
all of the big ones. That's bonkers. And I was... But it's not, because your stuff is amazing. Oh, yeah, but for, but for you, me at the time, like, it was wild, because what? I was just like, I've been working away at this yeah. for a year and a half. Like, for me, I'm like, you absolutely deserve that, because yeah. your stuff is amazing, that's obviously yeah. why you're yeah. going to get there, yeah, just yeah, that totally. you're just like, I'm just doing my thing. Mm, yeah. And not really overthinking it. And because I feel like London is in... A, a bubble almost uh-huh. and Scotland is so detached from that and I was emailing people at the beginning saying oh you know would you like to like take a look at my stuff and just get no response at all like nothing like yeah. radio silence for mm. like two years and then I did this show and it was like they'd the stuff was brand new again, and You're like, I've been doing this for ages. Guys. I was like, on, I've been at this for two won't. years, and I've had <laughs> no like acknowledgement whatsoever. <laughs> so I suppose I was like, yeah, I'm glad that I kept going at that point because yes. if I hadn't have done that, then all of those doors wouldn't have opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I had so many opportunities from that show. Like I went back and did the show again for a second one because it was such a success, and then had things like uh, the cushions were in an Oxford Street window for like six months. Oh. It was like all around like the Jubilee and stuff. It was like oh, a yeah, celebration right. of uh-huh. culture. So the biscuits were... It was quite a cool display, actually. I need to find a photo mm. to show you. They did like a builder's tea party. So like yes. a building site with with biscuit I cushions. So there was like so a cool. custard cream sticking to a cement mixer and all the rest of it. It was hilarious. That is but, brilliant. Um, yeah, that was good. Um, that was a, that was a fun like, time. What, yeah. What, this is my life now. This is mental. I was I just like... That. Yeah, but at the same time, I was just, again, thinking, this is great, but I'm probably... It's probably going to end soon. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it was like a... I was just like, yeah, I mean, this is I'm I'm lucky but I mean maybe after this this will be it and 10 years down 10 the years line. down the line and, and then some obviously all you're studying whatever yeah but, but yeah 10 yeah years 10 years of doing tips. biscuits yeah. <laughs> people still like the biscuits and I'm yeah. just so grateful I mean I, I had a podcast guest in my house last night when I told them I was coming to see you she's like <laughs> your biggest fan oh that's so like, sweet she anything to do with custard cream she's, she's, she owns yes, it of yeah. yours <laughs> that's what you need loyal customers <laughs> But yeah, yeah, just it just shows you like about that kind of go with your gut, mm. no overthinking things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as a yeah. serial overthinker, I'm like it's oh. hard not to. I think <laughs> when people get an idea of what it is you usually make, you start to get into that mindset of oh, I should make what people want. And it's yeah, like well, that's okay. not how I started making things. I made things that I wanted. Uh-huh. Have you been able to be true to yourself throughout, and or have you grappled with that? The more success and the more well known and there's is there the pressure to be like oh but people like this all just stick with that yeah yeah totally yeah yeah i think when people know your style and they have an expectation from you of the sort of thing you're gonna Mm -hmm. make it's hard not to just fall into that trap of i'll make this because i know it's gonna sell yeah you know what i mean i could you know could have made a hundred different products of things that i knew would sell but did I want to do that? Like, because no. essentially you're an artist. Yeah. So you've yeah. been making things you want to make and yeah. are inspired to make. Yeah. And it's going back to that thing of the things that really worked for me were things that I did without imagining that they were going to be products. Yeah. It was things that I wanted for myself or totally yeah that. i'm working in different mediums so i know that you, you know you have like a jewelry okay speak jewelry line as well yeah. so then it's working in different mediums mm. is that something that you always thought you would do or is that just again you're like i'm inspired to do it. i'm going to try it see what happens yeah yeah i think so mm. i think it was um when we were in wasps in dundee at the yeah. in our lovely studios there there was so many different like creatives mm. so I was doing stuff with fabric and printing and then up the road uh, I say up the road along the corridor 
<laughs> I wasn't really a road. <laughs> Along the corridor was um, Vanilla Inc., the, their jewellery studio. And at that point, Kate had asked me to do like mentoring for some of the jewellery. Were they students? Well, some of the folk who were doing their Vanilla yeah. Inc. training. Oh, cool. um, and um, I was working with this lovely jeweller, Scarlett Erskine, who ended up doing our wedding rings. Goodness. Um, but uh, yeah, I think like seeing other people making things, I was just like, I obviously don't have the skills to make jewellery. I'm not a jeweller. Yeah. But like seeing everyone else's practices around you, it does, it is inspiring. Of course, I... And it's like interesting to explore those things. Yeah, and to push your out yourself out of your comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, your mediums that you're... You know, yeah, that I can physically make yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, but, but you're um, also a designer. Like, you can design things and then get somebody else to make them. Yeah, that is kind of a mind-blowing thing. That I think that was a bit of a, mm. a turning point for me as well, thinking I don't have to make everything myself. Because uh-huh. that time, I mean, yeah. the time again. Yeah, that, yeah. It's time consuming. Because mm, I was screen printing everything myself for like the first four years. Everything Jeez, myself. Woman. And at that point, like we were living in Dundee and um, I was working with my mum because she had started doing all of the sewing stuff mm-hmm. in Aloha and uh, I was going back and forward. So we would run out of something and I would have to get the train up to Dundee and do like an emergency print run, couple of hundred of whatever, and then like train it back down. And it was really, really exhausting. Okay. And I was, I was honestly terrified about not screen printing everything myself because I thought, folk are going to abandon me people are not going to like that I've not personally made this okay. that it's not been the the screen hasn't been pulled by my hands do you know what yeah. I mean and I thought like that was that was the reason why people were buying things because it was a hand it was fully handmade mm-hmm. um but I knew that I couldn't carry on making no. everything myself um and I understand that the ownership over everything that you've been doing yourself yeah. for so long to hand that over to to someone, yeah. even if you really trust them and you really respect them, yeah, it's still it's hard. It's your baby. Yeah, totally. I've and had it's the same conversation with the guys from Fakey today about their skateboarding apparel, like mm. handing over somebody else a job that you know you can do, but it's yeah. just time. Like there's only so many hours in a day. Yeah. Really, really scary. Trusting people with your thing. It's the biggest thing. It's the yeah. biggest thing ever. But it was, <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. And your mum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So she started, you know, after about a year or something like that, she was like, Well, you're obviously melting your sewing machine, doing all of this stuff yourself. It literally melted. Like (laughs) and she was like, Let me get a wee sewing machine and I'll try and help you and then she got a wee sewing machine and then that machine melted. I'm not even kidding. I wish we still had them to show you. Um, <laughs> the works about them themselves now. <laughs> yeah, it's all like all molten at the back. We Gosh. were sewing too fast. And she was like, do you know, maybe I could get the old um, industrial sewing machine out of the shed and see if it still works. And this was the one that she used for her business. Oh, man. And this is also the sewing machine that came out of her uh, wee London childhood sweatshop. <laughs> she still had it she still had it and it still worked I remember oh, she phoned me up man. and she was like can you hear that and I was like is that is that the sewing machine I remember that sounds so well um, this so, is the nostalgia again yeah so that is a sewing machine that we use for everything now it still that goes crazy. still goes that. just, that's the kind of stories I love for yeah it's, it's nice I'm glad that we got to use the same machine that yeah. she used for her business and it was it was nice for her as well because she'd been doing office work for like such a long time mm. and she, I, I feel like she probably missed doing her yeah, like yeah. creative part of her business of and um, 
it was nice so for us to be able to included, bring aye. that back and have her as part of it because, again, I don't think I trust anybody else. Well, it's your mommy. Yeah, she's the best. <laughs> That's why my mind does my tax Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got to use someone that you trust. That, this is it, this is thing. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then moving forward, you're now... I'm, I'm going to the telly. I'm going go to the telly. Go, go, go to the telly. It's fine, there. you can go there. Was that something <laughs> that you were like... you Because know, you were talking about mentoring earlier on. Yeah. And the whole aspect of teaching someone else something mm-hmm. or, you know, and helping them, supporting them along the way. Yeah. Is that, was that always in your radar? Like I feel like it thing? sort of happened... Like just because I was in that field and people saw me as doing well mm-hmm. yeah. and um, I was happy to share that mm. you know with people who would find it useful but I'd never really had anything TV wise on my radar at yeah. all uh, it was just one of these random email things that you think are probably a joke <laughs> <laughs> would you fancy doing this what do you think and I was just like mm, I don't know I mean mm. is this is this going to be really weird but I was like well a lot of the things that have happened that have been cool have just been me taking a chance on stuff so I was like I'll take a chance on it and see what happens yeah, it feels right yeah and it was good fun like Great. it was exhausting the amount of effort and energy that goes into like a 30 or an hour long TV program is yeah wild Uh it was really really eye opening and I don't know if I could do that all the time yeah so you're because, like, I don't need a Nicky McWilliams TV show just yet. I mean, <laughs> if the opportunity so presented itself. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. It's um, nice that you're open to these opportunities. Yeah, and just it was good. Just with your gut and saying, It was fun to go for yeah, it, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That was, that was fun. And it doesn't do you any harm in terms of <laughs> your business, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just open yeah. because doing really well, like, obviously you've built, uh, we're saying, very loyal customers who come back time and time again but mm-hmm. you're constantly I guess thinking we need to get more people yeah involved. yeah more people need to know yeah well <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that don't have biscuit cushions on their couches what, what are they doing <laughs> come on exactly exactly <laughs> so yeah. like the year ahead this is your 10th year mm-hmm. is there like plans in place for what you'd like to do or are you just uh I'm just doing what I'm doing and if things pop up I'll give them a go if it feels right I know I know that we're gonna have a birthday party I knew that we needed to have a cake mm-hmm. so um we've got a lovely lady making us a cake and it's going to be biscuit inspired. I'm excited it. to cut that. And like maybe do like a little like online celebration or something nice. like that. I think that would be fun. But design and product wise, like I've I've kind of had a bit of a break from doing the biscuit stuff like in the last year. It's obviously still out there. Yeah. But um, I started um, my stationery store. You did? How cool is that? Yeah, yeah. Again, something that I was like, oh, this is something that I'm doing anyway. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, so I um, started bullet journaling. Yes, I saw this. Yeah, mm-hmm. like maybe three years ago. Um, I always use like a journal, like a planner. And I read about this technique of like, it's basically like laying out your own planner. Mm-hmm. Because I always had a sketchbook on the go. Because at art school, you're always told to you always have a sketchbook to yeah. like sketch in your ideas, or whatever. Mm. And I would have a million different sketchbooks <laughs> and a million different like lists and stuff. So the the concept of bullet journaling is you have it all in one place. Right. It can be like a like a planner for like your da- daily tasks or like 
somewhere to put down your ideas creatively. And I was doing that and I made a few YouTube videos and folks were asking about the techniques that I used and the materials and I was like, well, if I'm referring people to other folks' stationery shops, I might as well just have my own stationery (laughs) shop. And that's been loads of fun because it's been so different Mm, to the creating products and selling them. It's more like a curated selection of things that I like. And I do design some things as well. Uh I design some paper products. Yeah, it's been a nice, like, something that's been totally different to... Yeah, but it's just as creatively years. inspiring for you. Just, yeah. just totally take yourself out of the mix. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you just never know what then sparks out exactly. of that. You know, I and know. the people that you'll be conversing with, maybe not through the art, but you know, mm-hmm. not through the cushions, but through the station. You just never know. It's just yeah. take yourself out a wee bit out of your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, it's great. There's there's a lot of crossover. It's, yeah, yeah, um, it's still familiar. Yeah, it's not totally alien. Yeah. It's similar to this podcast. It is semi linked to what yeah. I do, and that's nice because yeah, doors all... that are a wee bit like, oh, that's a wee bit scary. I might go in there, but mm-hmm. there's doors that are very familiar, and I'm like, I'm happy here. Yeah, so, t- yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's nice to have I think something different creatively yeah. to do because when you're doing the same things over and over again, like the cushion stuff, like like when I was screen printing everything, I, I just felt like a little production line. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to mix it up and say right, I'm going to do something a little bit different. But I feel like now that that is sort of settled down again, mm-hmm. I can go back to designing some new things biscuit wise mm. but they might have a stationary spin on them Ooh. yeah this is what I'm thinking totally I've got plans aha <laughs> yeah yeah so that's what I, I oh, feel like cool. I really want to do a bunch of stationary yes. and a little stationary collection is like on the horizon and I feel quite like stationary for me is quite a nostalgic thing mm, remember yeah. before you went back to school oh yeah the pick in the pencil, pencil case that's thing that's a massive thing Thing. Yeah, it is. It was the best bit about going back to school yeah. was picking all of your stationery. Maybe you see the ones that had built in like sharpeners and all that. Yeah, that is fancy. Yeah. That and is the fancy. ones you used to get, they were like a keyboard and you could play a tune on them. I never had one of those. I was really They're jealous cool. of my classmates. Aye, the pens, the, the smelly the pens. The smelly pens, yeah. I mean, scratch and sniff pens. Yes. Yeah, loved all that. I'd like scratch and sniff stickers. I had a sticker book. Oh wow! Yeah, with the garbage. I feel like kits. I need to source stuff like this. Aye. I love a nostalgic bit yeah, stationery as well. I'll have a wee read out and see if I can find you. Right, <laughs> and I'll send you some photos. Send me some pictures, <laughs> and, and I will. I'm a classic hoarder that keeps hunt. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have got a rubber from uh-huh. uh, school. Have you? Yeah, uh, my my pal that um, I went to art school with. I lost it for 15 years, right? This rubber. This is like my geeky stationery story. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was doing like a a wee product launch thing with Hand Over Your Fairy Cake, Sally, Mm -hmm. at Hell Yeah in Glasgow, like August last year. And Alex came up to me and she was like, oh, um, I found this in my workshop at home. I think it's yours. And opened up this wee bag and it is the rubber that I took to art school that I had all through school and uh, lost and she presented it back to me and it was like it was so weird and on the side of the rubber in fact wait there I've I've got it yeah it's in this little pouch here it is yeah it was actually it's like it's in its own pouch oh my god yeah special (laughs) pouch yeah so I think I took this all through my um standard grades wow so it's got like my own branding on it Nikki brand quality erasure tool Who kills that? Oh, Makes pencils invisible. Yeah. But I thought this was funny because I was like, this was invisible. this was my own stationery brand, but like when I was fifteen. You, I mean, <laughs> it's weird, circle. isn't it? Yeah. 
So um, that's I, my I geeky stationery story. <laughs> that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. That is brilliant. I'm pretty sure if you look inside, it's got like times tables or something like that written on oh, it, like show. a wee cheat right. sheet or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> that is amazing. Cool, eh? And clearly you're only making that many mistakes if you were, I mean, I you've mean, managed to keep the rubber on this time, you know what I mean? I, I was just, mistake. like, really stingy with it. It's <laughs> <Do you laughs> like, no one gets to borrow my mistakes. rubber. <laughs> Nobody gets to borrow it. Yeah. I don't even own a rubber. Do you not? I don't. I feel like I'll be the first to buy I, I mean, we've got some if you want any. <laughs> like, well, I, I feel like I don't write enough full stop. We just take Probably notes on our phone now. Probably kicking about this a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, an IKEA pencil is as good as any pencil. I love that. That is um, awesome. Smarty. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> it, just, it just sums up, like, just the joy of just doing your thing. Yeah. And the passage of time. Like, that is it. Of, that is know, it. And, like, in that time period, the rubber made it all the way back to you, just in time for you to decide that you're going to create your own stationery. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Love that. Everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I you think, make your I own... think it does. So yeah, it sounds like you're going to have an awesome year. I hope so. Because we're kind of at the beginning. I, I mean, so. I say we're at the beginning, but because we're nearly at the end of February. It's filling bonkers. up already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're waiting to Palm Springs in 10 days. Shut the front door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this is, this will be the third time we've been Palm cool. Springs. Um, it's for a, like a creative conference called Alt Summit. Oh my god! It's incredible. Can I, come with you? I mean, Can I yeah, we've got a, a large suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's really great. It's um, it's like five days of like panel talks and workshops and nice things. Um, nice Michael's going to be painting a mural. He painted awesome. there last year, and I gave a little. Um, well, I think I see. Did I see a video of this? Yeah, probably. Yes. He painted Frida Kahlo. He did. And yes, then I, I did, see I did a bullet journaling workshop last year. Oh, cool. Um, and I'm hosting like a little stationary meetup this year, so I'm looking That's forward to amazing. that. Yeah, and it's going to be really sunny. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm excited. So we're looking forward to that. And, and a very yeah. creative couple as well, which must just be nice to be. Yeah, it's like nice. with somebody who gets it. Yeah, it is nice actually. Mm. Like, because Michael did graphic design at, at art school. Right. We both went like roughly the same mm. time, um, and I did fine art, and now he's a fine artist and I'm not doing anything fine arty so yeah it's uh, it's nice yeah like because he's got his studio he like works with his oil paint stuff outside Mm. this is one of his paintings on the wall amazing he didn't want to hang it up he was like "Mm, I don't like it and I was just like Michael we have got to put your work up because your work is just incredible you're very talented people yeah it's it's nice to to share things yeah, with a, another creative person. Yeah. Even just for like when you feel like you're going down the wrong path, mm. just say, What do you yeah, think? Well, I about guess this? if you're in something, you're concentrating yeah. something for so long and you're looking at it, you just mm-hmm. need somebody else to be like, You're like, is What this even okay? is this? Is this okay? Am I doing it right? <laughs> do I know how to paint anymore? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. That's cool. And like life as a creative person, I think, must be so different to any other job. We, we probably work in like really like similar ways we, we all we both work late into the evenings ah. that's like our pattern but totally different style yeah 
yeah. which is nice because then you're just doing your thing yeah. and but you're you you can comment on each other's work not from a place of like oh this is what I would do yeah <laughs> what I would do is well I don't know how to use oil paints I never have so I cannot tell you what to do all I know is that I either like it or I don't so and it's so cool that you're going to this convention but you're absolutely doing your own yeah thing. yeah you're in your own lanes but yeah, driving alongside yeah, yeah. each other that's it that's a nice metaphor that's cool yeah yeah uh, we're looking forward to I that it'll be awesome time yeah I, I think it's going to be great we decided sort of last minute we're going to go to Las Vegas yes <laughs> just for the night we're going to go and see a band and then maybe we'll see, oh, see so it's this like lounge cover artist called Richard Cheese you heard Richard no, Cheese but now I'm like he so is amazing so he does sort of like jazz covers of Rage Against the Machine and Corn yes. and he's brilliant <laughs> yeah that was like a lucky thing that came up we're like we have to go yeah it's a four hour drive to the Mojave Desert we're gonna go <laughs> we have to go amazing well I'll, I'll absolutely hope you have like the best time ever thank you <laughs> looking forward to it yes yeah. right we're moving on to the thingamabobs oh thingamabobs right okay yeah, I'm excited for, for this cool. yeah I am excited for thingamabobs so there's like lots of questions but I'm just gonna ask you a few random one where do you not mind waiting oh where do I not mind waiting do you know the first thing that came to my mind was anywhere warm I suppose that's not really a specific yes. place no, no that's good like I don't mind waiting for a bus if it's roasting mm. anywhere warm oh, I would say do you like the heat yeah I love the heat the cosy yeah I mean outside warm or by the fire warm fine Aye. good answers we're all over that red sauce or brown sauce red sauce if, if, if the tomato's gone I'll uh, have brown sauce. Right, okay. So you're not yeah. totally vetoing the brown sauce. No, just... no, no. I'll have I'll have tomo- I'll have brown sauce. A wee a wee roll, halloumi, <gasps> potato scone, oh. and tomato sauce. Yes. Yeah. All yeah, over that. Good. I've yeah, never one... had a bit. So have you not? Like I do talk to folk about halloumi and potato scones quite a lot. I think it's quite a nice fusion <laughs> on a roll <laughs> with tomato sauce. Like... <laughs> I'll have a wee cafe one day. Aye. Halloumi and potato scone related. <laughs> Meals. <laughs> Aye. Yeah, definitely tomato sauce for sure. Nice one. Do you have a lucky number? And if so, why is it lucky? Mm, I always choose sevens of stuff. Okay. But I think it's just because I used to like the seven times table at school. Ah. But I don't know is why. That written inside that rubber? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be what that is. I don't know why I like the seven times table. I mean, what? Is, why is it better than other times tables? I don't know. Maybe I was better at it. Maybe that was your like the things the that like the things that I'm good at. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I'm know. <laughs> and and the times I've put a lottery ticket on, I'll always choose a seven. But I don't think it's ever been lucky for You're me. You're now like <laughs> do that superstition thing where like, well, if I don't mm. pick a seven, it's going to be the one week. Yeah, it's going to be the one time when it up. comes into. Uh, yeah. Seven it is. Seven. Cool. I wish you all the luck with your number Thank seven. Thank you. <laughs> what is the best sound ever? Oh, a wee cat purring. I told you, you know why I say that? You've got a cat thing. So we're getting a Didn't hesitate there. A no, a wee cat purring. Oh, you have the best yeah. I feel like I can hear the clicking of the cat flap as well. Are like you getting a wee visit for somebody? Yeah. Any come? Oh, you're right on Hello. cue. Hello. Hi. Oh my goodness. Hello. Hello, friend. He's like, oh, oh God. He's like, no. Oh. It's, it's like, there's a stranger in the house. Come in. It's just Lisa. It's me. I know. 
Oh, this is Raj. He's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, he's just a wee plain tabby cat, but we kind of fell in love with he's, him. He's, you are beautiful. Yeah. You really are. He was worth the bother. He He's a cat that, that came from Cyprus. You're joking? No. Did he? We met him on holiday. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. You actually kidding me on? No, I'm not kidding you on. We are, the, the, we are those cat. people. We are those you people. You are those people. He's got a wee passport and everything. He's got a wee EU passport. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a little passport with a photo and everything. But yeah, we met him on holiday, and he was a wee tiny baby, and we were just like, "Can he leave him?" All the cats get poisoned over there because people think that they're pests, basically. And um, we left, and I was just like in tears. We got to the airport, and our flight was cancelled, and I was like, "Oh." This means something. <laughs> this means something. This means we're meant to go back and get our wee cat. So we went back and we, I think we had another day and a half or something like right. that. And then we like started frantically like messaging people to see if it was possible. Uh-huh. We managed to figure it out. You guys and are then, awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, who does that though? It costs a lot of money. <laughs> but, but, but look, but yeah, well, he's, how much joy does he bring? Yeah, he, he is the most joyful wee kitten. He's a good boy. He like crawls up onto onto your shoulder at night and puts his paws around your neck. He was worth the effort. Yeah, he is. He um he claimed us. This is it. What can you do? And the cat tells you you're it. You're like fine. (laughs) (laughs) And my last question uh, that I ask everybody on the Brown and the Brave is: What is your favourite Scottish word or phrase? Oh, I quite like (gasps) bampot. Nice one. Yeah. Nobody said that yet. Really? Well, somebody said they were going to say it and then they changed their mind, they changed it to something else. Yeah. So you are the first person to say Bampot. I am the first Bampot. You are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> On your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I've got like a Bampot print in the living room. It was from this like printing like event and... Mm-hmm. It was this couple from London and they had all these letters cut out and they could print any word for you. And they were like, oh, what word do you want? And I was like, I want Bampot. And they were like, well, it's not it's not a sweary word, is it? It's not a rude <laughs> word. And I was like, well, I suppose it is a wee bit. Uh, it's a bit jovial more than say, anything. That's like an affectionate act. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I do like Bampot. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you so much Nikki for oh, doing this thank it's you. an absolute pleasure to meet you and I love your work and you're absolutely deserving of all the success you've had oh, that's awful nice you're just of you doing to your, say you're doing your thing <laughs> and you're, that's what it's all about and it takes a lot of work though I think probably have not it, there's not been as much emphasis on the fact that you work dead hard yeah it's a lot yeah. but it, it doesn't feel so much like work when you really love it well, so is that is a positive thing for mm-hmm. sure and uh, I wish you a very exciting 10th birthday party thank you so That'll much amazing, no doubt can't wait for the cake <laughs> for the cake I know the that is like the main thing for me I'm just like meh 10 years that's cool but the cake <laughs> the cake uh-huh. <laughs> thanks so much thank you I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.